I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. Out of darkness, light are pumping, 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 pumping. Into white light, all things running, 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 running. And we are live being community radio with Carrie and Aurea. We also have Peter O'Connor here. We have Kai, she just did a... Pretty phenomenal show, I'm sure. I wasn't here just for the last piece of it, but Kai is always very, very, very awesome and magical and, and phenomenal. And phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So in case you missed it, you can uh, find it on talkradio.nyc. Congratulations on the new website, Mr. Sam. Looks amazing. Very, very friendly fonts and even comical, should we say? Mm-hmm. Right? That is like the font, comic sense. Yeah, yeah so... Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Uh, my face does look good on it, so that's important. Uh, we have a great show not prepared for you, as always. Uh, the theme for today is the journey home, feeling at home, being at home, birthright, remembering, and all of that in which that encompasses. Maybe Carrie has prepared something else for us, but we will know. Doubtful. <laughs> um, I'm about to go on a journey myself to go to Israel, where uh, that is my home. And actually, I'm going, I usually go with family. And this time I'm going on my own to be with family. Uh, It's an important, some sort of a pilgrimage for me. And I figured we can uh, chat a little bit about that because I have been doing personal work and we have been doing this interpersonal work as a couple, as a family, as a community for five, six years now. And the foundation of our work really, truly is about finding and experiencing the feeling of home. Uh, Now, I know that we ought to be, can be, should be, whatever it may be, to feel at home anywhere we are. There's a lot of changes going on. There's a lot of transformation going on in the world, in your world, in our world. And the feeling of home, the feeling of safety, the feeling of belonging, the feeling of, I don't know, what is home to you, Care Bear? Well, so in, in simple terms, it is home is where the heart is. Um, and that's a very simple mental construct. Now, the actual meaning of it can get a little complicated and a little complex because then once we see that statement presented to us and then we have different uh, practices or experiences in order to get in, in touch with that, we see that the flavor unfolds much deeper and that it is a feeling and not for everyone, but I believe for a lot of us, um, we actually don't know what that feels like. We actually don't remember because we have been in a space occupied by our mind solely and disconnected from our heart. Um, Perhaps when, whenever those disconnections happened in childhood, as a teenager, as an adult, whatever it is, we actually don't know what it feels like to be home. And that process of understanding that can take a little bit of time. 
um, that to know what it is to feel like you belong, to feel safe, to feel comfortable, um, to feel accepted, to feel supported, and to feel nurtured. And that can take some time to have a real connection with that meaning and a different sort of understanding rather than just that that mental understanding because um, I feel like most of us uh, find through experiencing different things that there's a, a deeper meaning that unfolds as as we as we get to know something a deeper a deeper meaning to the experience of home or and when you're home there is a deeper meaning unfolding about your own essence um, no well i guess i feel in general with a lot of different concepts like there's a lot of phrases that are around there that they're really nice catchphrases and uh, people have been saying them for hundreds of years thousands of years perhaps and and then at some point something sinks in a little deeper We're like oh that's what that means okay it's not just this nice phrase that we throw out because we can get something mentally and that's almost just like the preparation for something to sink in a little deeper and the meaning unfolds more. So is it mental versus feelings? You know, there is a mental aha moment, is a mental sinking in, like mm-hmm. you said, and yet even the word sinking in yeah. applies a feeling, like yeah, yeah. falling asleep. There's a different sort of integration with it. That is not just our our mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the experience of home, you know, I'm listening to it and I'm feeling it, and maybe it's. I think we all get it. Mm-hmm. We all intellectually get it. Like you said, mm-hmm. these statements have been around forever. Home is where the heart is, mm-hmm. and it sounds nice, and it could even feel nice. And like you said. Sometimes, or many times, at least in the current culture scape, we grow up, even when we do, we grow up in a home, and even if it is a somewhat safe and uh, nurturing home, the feeling of home itself is missing because of the way this culture has been set up, which is really driven by the outside, which is driven by outside goals, driven by future goals driven by success that has to do with fitting in to a future endeavor. And so at homes, at a, in a society where it's always focused about doing the right things, getting the right grades, having the right friends, going to the right school, even the sense of home is really not there. So it's very important for us in, in the world to honestly to realize that this is our home. Literally, our planet, our earth, our environment. So as adults, as adults, we chase. We chase something. We're looking for something. And what we are really looking for, what we are really chasing after, is that experience of, like you said, safety and home. I grew up in a very chaotic environment, so it didn't feel like home to me. There was a lack of safety. Uh, I'm sure so many people in, in in the world experience it. So now in my late 30s, uh, chasing or experiencing or looking for this sense of home, really, like you said, 
it takes time mm-hmm. right it takes a sense of level of maturity at least what um, what's your definition of maturity experience um having having an understanding that safety and nurturing even though we feel like it's our birthright we deserve it just by being born the current culture the current way in which our parents grew up it just might not be available and it takes a level of maturity and a sense of self-responsibility to mm-hmm. create it recreate it find that um, it's even though we ought to have it by default because you're born into a home it's just not true a lot of the time and I think so maturity comes so maturity might be the ability to see that uh, you or an individual one yourself is not the the sole piece of existence that there are others to consider okay good Perhaps. so mm-hmm. maturity leads to relationships mm-hmm. and it can be as simple as the relationship it's not that simple between you and yourself you and your environment you and your earth you and your home mm-hmm. and all of that to really nurture and cultivate a sense of home that for me personally I do have a home uh, we have multiple homes we have a loving community and a loving family and yet until I'm feeling comfortable in my own skin which literally means knowing what home feels like mm-hmm. to me uh, for so long I've been in this country for 22 years and I can't say any yet that aside from specific experiences or having my own family and having our own moments as a family do I really like home for me has been a mental concept mm. and that's been my own work mm-hmm. and this is why I am personally going home to Israel to be there for a little bit of time to experience that sense of uh, home mm-hmm. of course growing up there I didn't feel at home well and and this is the beautiful thing about an environment so an environment is right there are multiple things going on coming together that create something right and sometimes going back into an environment where we did grow up we are reminded and we remember those feelings because they were all at some point in childhood they were all present if if we are a functioning adult then it it occurred in our childhood at some point that we felt safe even with any sort of chaos that was going on if we are able to be a functioning adult there's there's always a sense of of safety a sense of love something maybe it was just by one individual maybe it was from a tree or a bird but there was still something that we experienced in childhood in which felt like home yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for so, me it was nature mm-hmm the relationship I had with and nature for me I have a visualization of me walking down uh, you know asphalt roads so mm-hmm. for me nature is just between me and solitude mm-hmm. me going and walking around between buildings uh, but just having that sense of safety within myself I may have, may have not felt safe at home or safe in my school or safe in the ideas that I was being pushed into but I did feel safe being alive 
I did feel safe with a relationship I had with life itself. Mm-hmm. With all these years past and having a family and, and, and really wanting to expand our family and have gone through so many ups and downs and transformations and changes and have spoken the words and telling, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people over the past five years, see what home feels like, experience what home feels like, using indigenous technologies and practices, using uh, methodologies and tools and resources to tilt and help human beings to feel that experience of home, just as a reference point, having had that, that, you know, hundreds if not thousands of times, there is something within me right now that's feeling that I have been wanting to feel it more than I've actually felt it. And I think that before I move, before I allow, as I allow life to transform me and to change us as, as it's happening to everyone, to really explore and experience that feeling of home safety that even doing some healing work around what my original experience of home was like is crucial important for everyone because you would get our magic our creativity our gifts is only as expansive and it's directly correlated to our feeling of safety with the world, to our feeling of safety with life itself. We can be very gifted and talented. We can have a lot of good relationships and people believing in us. But if we do not have the ability to be safe and let go, life cannot flow through us and do what it does best, which is creative engagements. And I would say it's really about an authentic relationship with yourself. you're listening to the talking alternative network Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. In the moon of the budding trees, I was gifted new eyes to see. All of the shifting shape and ways you can be. Wake the dreams into reality. Wake the dreams into realities Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks The language of no words is how we speak Part your mama spinning fire 
Carrie said it. This is uh, Peter speaking. Carrie <laughs> said that it begins with an authentic relationship with yourself, with oneself. <laughs> Some of the things that struck me from the last segment were uh, when it was said, uh, the idea of chasing home, that kind of had a piercing feel. Because if home is where the heart is, it seems to me that we would have to sit back in stillness in our heart and be authentic with what's there. Mm-hmm. What's there, probably first and foremost, that doesn't feel like home. Um, what you're referring to at the end, uh, the the healing and the addressing of um, experiences, relationships, events, even mysteries that don't feel safe, um, that were potentially hurtful or confusing. Um, sounds to me as adults that that's probably where the if there's work to be done where that work starts to sit back and not chase but be brave and be still in that hard space Mm -hmm. see what comes up what is there between my stillness in my heart pardon me my stillness being still with my heart and being still and happy and safe what's there well, and this and this relates directly back to the process of whatever happened in childhood when there wasn't that sense of safety, because ultimately it's about feeling something. But if it's not safe for you to feel something, then boom, the energy goes up to the mind and that creates the place of protection. And that's where we are. Um, and so then when we do want to go back and get in touch with our authentic self and reconnect with ourself to in order to be and become the person that we know is is there that we're just disconnected from it is about going back into the feeling and the mind is a very vigilant protector Mm -hmm. and that can take some work to not chase something to not go after something but to get into that stillness and then what will come up things will just come up you don't have to chase anything Things will just arise when they have the space. When they have the space. Mm -hmm. Which must then take a certain amount of uh, consistency, Mm -hmm. repeated approaches to that that exercise, Mm -hmm. and hopefully some words from a sweet and brave four-year-old. What do you have for us, Hanu? Tell us about your day. We have Hanu, our four-year-old, today in the studio with us, and... I want to tell something funny from Tumbley. Okay, go right ahead. It's from the crab. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crab sticks a panel in to a unicycle, <laughs> and, and then he, he uses a scooter scoop free sand rolls, <laughs> and then he throws the scoop in the finding place, and then he trickles the sand rolls, and then one falls on the ship. Oh, and then he pops right up and goes into the sand. <laughs> How does he feel at the end? Uh, we don't see him uh-huh. at the end. We just see Feg then. Nice. And how do you feel about that? What does that make you feel when you get to see that? Funny. Yeah. 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 And that feels good, right? Being uh-huh. able to laugh and have joy. Yeah. That feels like home. Yep. Yep. I agree. <laughs> nice work. So mm-hmm. it starts with... Uh, Something going into the spoke of a unicycle and the person gets thrown up in the air. The character gets thrown up in the air. So, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hanu, w- 
for contributing. That's that's a perfect. Uh, that's better than analogous. It's better than metaphorical. That's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> right. It's exactly how it can feel. Sometimes we get thrown up in the air. And you know how people say things like, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, when you have some changes and things happen to you and you go, oh, my God, one day you're going to look at your life and you're going to see this was the best thing that ever happened to you. And my whole philosophy these days about this is that it's not one day. It's today. And it's very important to, again, it's almost like personally now that I'm going through so much changes, I am, first of all, I'm being patient and giving myself some space and some time to feel all the feelings that I'm feeling and be be courageous and brave to not repeat and not do things that like I think I should be doing or I ought to be doing, especially during change and transformation, and, but instead revisit and re-question and not believe almost anything, you know, anything and examine it from a real place. And the one thing that I keep coming back to right now, which is May why I, w- I would like to interrupt yeah. you for a second. Yeah, Please do. <laughs> what is <laughs> what is place. the what is the yeah. real place? Same question here. Yeah. What is the real place? The, 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 that's that's where I'm getting to. It's the place of home. Okay. It's the place where. Go ahead. You. How do? You, we were both with you, and then when you said. You said you're being patient, feeling the feelings you want to feel, not assuming you know. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Getting to what's real? Looking real at it. Hmm? Yeah, the real place. Yeah, getting to the real place. What is the real place? How do you get there? How do you know when you are there? Well, that's back to the authentic voice. What is the real place? Most of us actually don't know it, so it's a good question. Good. We really don't. And good. there is an idea. Uh, so the real place I know there is a place in me I know there is a flow there is a sense of expression there is an essence in me that hasn't been on the forefront of my life I know that the intention was there Mm -hmm. and I know that it does come out sometimes Mm -hmm. but many times you you know it can come out through struggle Mm -hmm. or anger or when being pushed or cornered Mm -hmm. and that's the place that I'm not just w- looking for and wanting to uncover. It's that's a place that I want to make room to lead from. Mm-hmm. So that real place for me is the sense of expression, the sense of fulfillment, the sense of leadership, the sense of truth that doesn't come from a from motiv- from the motivation of survival or motivation of fitting in or thinking that I'm someone and I'm trying to become that someone and I feel so I I just feel it I feel that I have been I've, I've come to this country 22 years ago and so much of my experience so much of my life has been a dance of either the real me coming out or having to hustle having to fake it having to survive having to do whatever I gotta do in order to go to the next place in my life that I have, like everyone else, or at least many people, shut down or not listen to that real place because a lack of sense of safety, a lack of you know, relationships that would rather me be just being fully myself, but instead would want something for them. 
which is normal. There's a good distinction. A lot of people, like I'm experiencing a big shift, for example, in our business. And I've seen literally most of the people who I've kind of been serving uh, kind of change direction without talking to me, without being in direct communication about certain things. And it's very clear that most of these relationships were very selfish on my part and on their part that they came because they wanted to get something out of it and they had an idea of what they wanted and who I should be in order for them to get it and I was also selfish in a place that I wasn't expressing myself fully and truthfully all the time so they didn't even have a chance to experience that sense of transparency and authenticity so this you know there is it's very common in the business world although when we come into spiritual circles we think it's not going to repeat itself but that's not true we always show up as who we are so there is just you know a big cycle of selfishness that you know it doesn't come from that that real place it maybe comes from a real place of uh, survival Mm -hmm. a real Mm -hmm. place of fear right comes from those places that don't feel like home right so it's fair to say that increasing and enhancing and healing and learning about and living from a sense of home in one's heart will expand the opportunity to come from a real place? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what is is the real place? That's it. That's the key word. It's the connection. It's connected. Okay. And, And that is that place. Once you... Because it's something you we can think of it as being outside of us, and at the same time it is us. Just whatever we want to talk about what a soul or a spirit is, right? We know that we are more beyond just this body, that we are bigger than this body. And yet at the same time, we emanate. This is what this experience is. But when there is that full connection, that full integration, there is something at the core that is like, solid and stable and resilient and once you're connected there then there's always that connection and that is what then generates and and creates everything of alignment from that place so that is the place of authenticity um, when you really know yourself and are connected to yourself when you know what it feels like to be yourself so the real so that's the the real place is interesting so it's a place where you're real and the only way really to be truly real is to allow for spirit and soul and higher purpose higher self to flow through you mm-hmm. and to and to know your own expression to be able to allow that to happen well you don't even have to know your own expression that will just to come allow, right. yeah that space will just come and it will happen. We don't always have to know the how or the why, but when there's the connection and there is space um, that allows for the unknown, things will come through. So real means connected. Connected means through the heart. Because physically speaking, the heart is the organ. Well, and it's the generator. Right. It is. Yeah. And it's the one place in our body that, that when it ceases to move, we are no longer here and it's home 
if, yeah. if I believe it's also like the first organ, real organ that is like more developed when uh, mm-hmm. when a human being is forming mm-hmm. in the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a heartbeat before eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's the real place. And it's funny because growing up, we all have the sense of something flowing through us are the big dreams the big fantasies the the hopeful the wishful whatever it may be the daydreams we are aware of them and then as as life kind of depending on our level of support and the level of safety that we feel or whatever ideas we are chasing a lot of times that connection kind of dulls away and we develop a false sense of self and it is true for everyone and we all know it we all know that place that we want our real self, a real place to emanate our truth, to emanate our expression. But most of us right now just do not feel safe. So perhaps we can talk about what we can do. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. So, tap me out and tap me into you. Heal my brain and my body too. Balance my chemistry, hydrate these cells, cause the body talks and meditation helps. The body talks and meditation helps. Reconnect us, Gary. And so we're back, reconnected again. And so we're, we'll just go back to something real quickly um, about what I had said about once you're connected, that you are connected. So once we're connected, we know that place of connection. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're always going to be connected. It means you always have the ability to connect um, because there is something with life. What do we, we want to call it? Uh, impermanence. That things change. That's just what life is. Um, it is part of change and so we'll come up with something new we can always be in that place of learning 
And so there's always that space then to get to know ourselves more, f- more fully. We allow that space for us to, for an individual to be able to change once we come in contact with new information, once we have a different experience, and that we grow from that. We can change from that. We can show up in a different way. And at the same time, there's still always this core place in us that is the same. It is the essence of who we are. And and that part, this will sort of reconnect with something Oria was saying at the end of that segment. Um, as a child, it's sort of up to the parent, the parents or the guardians to be able to guide a child at that place. Because when we're a child, we're very much in touch with spirit. We're mm. very much in touch with all of those possibilities. Yeah. And as we're forming our unique individual self, we're getting to know our own boundaries. Yeah. And without having the proper guidance system there, the proper parental roles to help us decipher what is us or what is something outside of us, right? right? Then it can, then the false sense of self develops when we are so influenced about like, oh, this is popular and I want to be a doctor. When, no, maybe that's not your true essence of what it is that you want to be, although it could be, but then that's up to the role of the guides, whoever the guides are in a child's life to help them get to know their own boundaries and what truly is theirs and then what is outside of them. Um, Because that membrane is still very much... uh, there's flow there and it can get very confusing. I think for a lot of us, we have that. I I know for myself, there was very, there wasn't any sort of distinction made about what was me and Mm. what was not me. Wow. Um, And my parents and my sisters and my people around me, they were doing the best that Mm. they could with what they knew Mm -hmm. and with what they know and with what their experience was. So now it's, I I feel very privileged to Mm. have grown up in the U.S. where we have space. Mm -hmm. This is a place of privilege. And I mean, like, not by my life being threatened daily by bombs or us running out of food. We have the space. So we have been able to sink further into ourselves and develop things emotionally and consciously. And there's place for real empathy to unfold when you're constantly living in a state of fear empathy can still develop but that takes pretty special that's that's very Mm. special um you know usually that can really happen when we have the space to know what it is that when we do feel safe enough to feel ourselves Mm. yeah it's uh, very prescient that you mentioned that i just finished watching a documentary on hbo at first disturbing and then elucidating i learned so much and you're you're finishing the circle for me it's called beware of slender man slender man is a fictional character you know about it mm-hmm. i i wasn't aware of this tragedy mm-hmm. and you just explaining that these um two 12 year old girls uh commit a pretty horrific act against their friend which stems from exactly what you described which was um not having a sense of uh, what was them and what wasn't and mm-hmm. what was real and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kind of the malleability and the vulnerability of that mind mm-hmm. and other systems that were, and, and you know, those they both happen to have what seems to be two pretty great sets of parents and yet there wasn't an awareness of what was going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
It can be challenging with access to so much information. Yeah. And especially with children growing up, we don't remember as adults, if it wasn't done for us, really how impressionable we are. And that things really do leave an impression, right. which then may not actually be our true authentic self. Right. And yet that patterning is still there. Wow. It's we're we are malleable. We are spongy. And that's what so much of um, getting into these different states of consciousness and uh, relying on different uh plant materials or different chemical formulas that do sort of hold these keys and unlock that place um, to bring us, tilt us and bring us into those other spaces where we really get the sense of how soft we are, Mm. that we are software and we can change our patterning. We're just these amazing pattern recognition and generating biological machines like it's it's really impressive what we are and that it took us like took life billions of years to get to this place and what are we doing now we are still like running off of explosions and trying to kill each other it doesn't make any sense like we all feel this we know it's time for something else Mm -hmm. it's time we are advanced enough to do that (laughs) <laughs> we are uh, but it's it's about storytelling and it's about getting someone else to uh, like buy into that story and play that game and we also know enough about uh, what is it like uh, not quite psychotherapy but the, the sort of like the human engineering that there's something about okay well what is what is it that people will cause people to change um, well we know it's something that is fun and hmm. joyful and something that's easy. It can't be too much work for people to do it. But if someone has a lot of fun yeah. with it, then it makes it a really cool and easy game to come and join and play. Wow. So where are our advanced uh, game developers? <laughs> you know, you're come spe- play. <laughs> you're speaking about impressions. The, what you did something with your hand, which was to, you physically pushed your knuckles into your other hand. And I, maybe this is just me, but until this very moment... Um, that figure of speech, something left an impression on me, to me was always of the mind. It was always an idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, that speech you gave, it really left an impression on me. It was it was immaterial. And you're talking about a young person, a baby or a little kid, mm-hmm. an impression, a physical impression. And then by, by you doing that, I saw like the, the stamp or that seal into the mm-hmm. wax. Like, whoa. So that, and, that expression sunk in a little deeper for you. And it gave you an actual different feeling of what that phrase means. It left an impression. Yeah. It left an impression. Yeah. And so that took me to this place of finding where the heart is, uh, where home is, working on healing our heart. And then s- these things that come up that we automatically identify as us, dislike ourselves because of it, or judge ourselves or kick, you know, beat ourselves up, when in fact it's not us. Mm-hmm. These impressions, these uh, mm-hmm. patterns, mm-hmm. they're not us. So claiming the real. Yeah, a lot of emotions. Oh, boy. That we identify as self, especially as children, that were not ours to take on. Mm. And yet when no one talked about it, then we did take them on. Particularly Um, those who would be listening to this who are particularly sensitive and empathic and and, mm -hmm. and the rest. Yeah. And and everyone is. And at the same time, we know that there are there's there are always leaders. There is always a sort of a cusp at which something changes. And there are people that are ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. in that sense 
when you talk about a, a continue, you know, you're saying it's time for the, my words now, but you know, evolutionary improvement. We don't need these bombs and. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about a leader, uh, there's many, many studies, I've learned this via Marianne Williamson, about what it takes, essentially consciousness-wise, mm-hmm. on a societal level, to shift. Mm-hmm. And the number that sociolo- sociologists and other uh, scientists have come up with, it's 11%. When they go back and they look at uh, the women's suffrage movement. That's when things. Women's vote. A paradigm civil shift rights. Occurs. Yep. It mm-hmm. was not the majority. And, and back mm-hmm. into history, other other mm-hmm. events like this, it was not a majority of mm-hmm. the people. Somewhere around that 11% mark was enough to shift, frankly. Mm-hmm. 9% of uh, Germans were, were registered Nazis when Hitler you know, was mm-hmm. doing it early, early in his thing. So mm-hmm. this is good news for us. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> this right? is good news. It yeah. doesn't have to, you know. Uh, as a collective, we can help change the larger collective. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, uh, the rising ship will lift all boats, essentially, mm-hmm. is the best way to say it. So 11% of human beings acknowledging, remembering, experiencing that actually this is not only our home, but this is a home in which we have co-created. That we're here together. Right. <laughs> this is an ever... We're not separate. ...going... Mm-hmm biofeedback loop you know life is manifesting through us in order to teach life itself mm-hmm. it's life say that again. life has is manifesting through us life is giving us birth in order to teach life itself you know and it doesn't have to be all at once that's why it is eight billion of us mm-hmm. and counting and yet the power of a few 11% it's a small percentage compared to 100 obviously and, and and yet when we have the will when we have the focus when we have the determination the conviction when we remember that we are here to allow when we remember we are here to allow spirit and our soul to flow through us and we each have something to say we each have something to express we each have our own experience of life that is meant to be shared, that is meant to engage. That is why we developed language. Mm-hmm. That is why we developed not just empathy, but a, a way to express it, a way to share it. Right, and, and there's a different, there's a fuller sense of knowing. It's not just an intellectual knowing. It's a knowing that connects with the heart. It's a, a knowing that connects down with the lower chakra system. And that creates that place of solidity which then in the center at its core is actually clear. Maybe we'll call it hollow. But then there is that place for, for the movement. And yet at the same time, there's also that place of just knowing this immovable sort of boundary that can be expansive. And yet at the same time, it's a boundary. So there is a distinction in that set. And there's space. Hmm. And 11%, right? I mean, think about it. What about in our daily life? What if, you know, everybody wants to feel good all the time. Mm. Everybody wants to feel at home all the time. Mm. Bliss all the time. Mm. Let's start with 11%. Mm. You know? like challenges. Within ourselves. Yeah. What's yeah. 11% of the day? You know. Yeah, we're almost there. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and they do prove now meditation, you know, all these uh, practices doesn't take much takes an hour 45 minutes eight minutes less yeah Yeah. well and that and that actually getting to the a place of compassion Mm. is what 
<gasps> offers the most sort of benefit for a change in how you feel. Oh, I love it. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com To the Bean Community Radio Hour, Groundhog Day. <laughs> you <ever> <laughs> Again? Yeah. You ever feel like your life is a Groundhog Day? <sighs> Definitely. When, when I do, I know I've not been paying attention, and I'm in trouble. I gotta switch something up. I'm so afraid of that being the case that I mean, I I uh, shirk routine and things repeated to the other extreme because mm. that is th- that idea is such an anathema to me it's an Aries thing we need constant change but, uh, yeah routine itself can that's a little bit can be a daunting of a word uh, a, a place where there's a nice invitation is creating a rhythm oh you're so good and, and then there becomes this this place where right something becomes automatic mm. and and through that it, it creates and it generates space for something else to be able to come in we take care of this in this place. That structure creates space for the mm-hmm. other stuff. As and it, and it's about us knowing what's going on. That creates and generates the sense of safety. Mm. And so then true. the unknown can come in with that. And we can know how to play with it. All right. All right. New style. <laughs> New style coming up. <laughs> Actually, medit- you're right. That's true. Mm-hmm. I can tell because I've meditated more consistently recently than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And exercised. And Exactly what you said is true. Mm-hmm. The automatic part, it feels fun and easy. Mm-hmm. And the space in the unknown, mm-hmm. no doubt. And what happens in meditation, if not ultimately, like you said, the sense of connectedness, mm-hmm. which leads to compassion and, mm-hmm. dare I say, forgiveness mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. parts of us that feel betrayed by ourselves, by our own. I mean, most of the anger and the pain that human beings are having is ultimately towards themselves. Even though it's easy to feel that towards our parents, but as adults (laughs) or whatnot, as adults, we usually feel a sense of betraying ourselves because we ought, we feel like we ought to 
do something about be it. Be better, we, know better. We should know better. Or well, something. That S word comes into play. Right. Should. should. Mm-hmm. Same two Judgment. letters as something else. Don't shit all over me. I was that word is great. That word's okay. Should. Shite. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shit's great. <laughs> you spread it around, it, things grow from it. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, we got a lot of that going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good when it's concentrated and piled up on top of each other, but when you spread it, it's great. <laughs> I was walking down Eighth or Ninth Avenue yesterday, and and finally took a break from. A lot of intake of information since inauguration. Mm-hmm. Took a break on purpose, which created some space. And I was walking down 8th Avenue. There's a great line from a Todd Snyder song, If I Judge the Judgmental, Then Who Am I? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about all this upset, righteous frustration and anger and fury at people who would seem to be from those having those feelings and casting those aspersions who would seem to be uncompassionate. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, so how do we get, how do we have compassion for the perceived to be uncompassionate? Mm-hmm. And it was like that thing went out of my belly button, looped back around and came in the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. Like compassion for ourselves. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And, and we all know that. Including places. for having those having <laughs> I mean, that righteous upset like it's somebody right. else's fault well and we can see that when someone is acting in a way that is disconnected that ultimately what's going them on for them is they're operating from a place of fear and that they're scared that's right and they that's don't it feel at home. Yeah. they don't feel at home i yeah. thought of it earlier the impressions those impressions those wax mm-hmm. stamps layered so thickly and so dense and that there's not an awareness of mm-hmm. much of what's underneath mm-hmm well, by someone else telling them a story. Then sometimes these stories get passed down for generations. Um, oh, yeah. And it can seem very real when we don't have an actual experience of something else mm-hmm. and then see that, oh, that was just a story. It doesn't describe reality. And that also us allowing the space to say that stories change as the times change, as That's we right. do come in more contact with information and with being able to have an experience with another person with another plant with another animal with a rock whatever it is and then being able to know that our experience is meaningful so we can discount someone else's story that wasn't actually our experience and be able to take that experience as something that's being authentic and truthful something that we know when we trust ourselves that our experience is valid mm. Trusting ourselves sounds like such a. It it feels it feels like home. It that does. actually does feel like it can home. be hard work to to establish that relationship though. It, to reestablish yeah, that to relationship, re-establish. Mm-hmm. yeah. And somebody usually has to fill that from the outside, which is where the guides, parents, mm-hmm. mentors, you know, proper teachers uh, come into place. Because when you f- when someone trusts you. And it takes some time, usually. It takes some time to believe that other human being. Because mm-hmm. we don't feel trustworthy. It doesn't really matter. You always feel like someone is like, uh, like has an angle. But that goes back to your first point, Carrie, that it does take time for that rhythm to be established, mm-hmm. for that rhythm of, I am trustworthy. I know what that person feels because I'm starting to feel it myself. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I can start trusting myself I can trust the feeling I have towards my environment. 
one of uh, you know a teacher that we have in common i heard him say once that the evolution of human beings is knowing how to recreate or to change their environment in order to grow and expand in the direction in which suits them the most mm-hmm. and say it again <laughs> i made it up but the, uh, no, the who's evolution, this teacher uh, you know ab yeah. The I know. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> made it up. The, well, no, I made up the, the wording, know, the fruitiness of it. The, no, the evolution of humanity yeah. is our knowing that uh, it, the, how to recreate our environment in to, to a way, to a, a place in which best suits the direction of our destiny and our purpose. To, to learn Again, and grow. The environment, yeah. mm-hmm. like changing your environment. I know people say home is where the heart is. That's true. But sometimes we gotta find better uh, environments for our heart to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And it can be physically, it could be mentally, it could be emotionally. It's always relationally. But once we know that feeling, then that is where the, the creativity can come into play. Because as we all know, when we talk to each other, we can have different experiences that generate the same feeling. So a feeling can be generated an infinite number of ways. And yet, there's something that is identifiable about the feeling. So to you are listening, and the journey home sounds like that's what you're on, because we are all on the journey home, ultimately. I truly feel that. The journey to remembering that this is our home, uh, exploring our individual relationships, our individual environments, expressions, and feelings, a sense of anger or compassion, a sense of forgiveness or resentment, all of that, it's important for us to explore and cultivate a rhythm of home. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and that's the beautiful piece. That's where it does come down to a choice. We do have the power. Um, I was brought up with Christianity, and there was, what is that saying? You know, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Like, we hold the key. We do, that we were given the choice. And it's all true. We are given the choice to choose what story we tell, what we are feeling. And we can always get to that place of forgiveness and compassion. And we know that it actually feels better. Mm. It feels better than holding on to anger, to holding on to pain and suffering. It just does. And sometimes uh, we carry something, (coughs) carry something for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there can be, whether we know it or not, a fear that forgiving and letting go uh, uh, is scarier than keeping what we have because we don't know anything else. It's true. Mm-hmm. You look at that too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. some some pointers, some of our personal experiences to cultivate the rhythm of home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going home to spend some time there. So that's one. And sometimes, and I know that for years, I thought that going home. I felt actually going home would take me out of the feeling of home because I didn't like the way I grew up. But that comes with maturity and taking some self-responsibility. Meditation, right, mm-hmm. is a practice that's gaining more and more awareness around the world. Why? That sense of stillness, the quiet, listening to your thoughts, really experiencing the relationship between you and yourself, mm-hmm. which leads you to the relationship between you and life. A few more things. Any tips any advice to cultivate a sense of home good beer maybe Mm. (laughs) (laughs) there's lots of plant materials out there that can help with that for sure Mm -hmm. sacred plants they've been around 
I think the winter time is a perfect time. Even just, you know, I'm looking at Carrie's shirt and now she has on this waffle. Mm-hmm. Just the feel of what makes you feel physically comfortable. Mm-hmm. Open the windows in your apartment. Let it get cold and get under those blankets. And, you know, start with the body. Mm-hmm. Eat that meal that is both comfort, comfort food and nourishing. Start mm-hmm. with the body. Take, like, don't, you know, revel in that nap. Actually, have a good feeling. Oh, that's right. Cre- generate that in feeling. In your body. The hot, mm-hmm. In the body. Yeah. Hot bath. Ooh. We pam- are sensual creatures. Pamper. Mm-hmm. Self-pamper. <laughs> what about you? Any last minute, last words of feeling at home? All of these sound good. Um, yeah. Be kind. Be kind. Mm. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to someone else. Um, mm. It makes a big difference. And with that, we're here to remind you. Be kind. Don't rewind. <laughs> bon voyage, Bobby. All We're right. all here together. We See are. you in a couple of weeks. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 